Hey guys, welcome to the fourth episode of Klein Talk. It's so great that you guys are going to join me again for another episode. Um, I'd quickly like to address uh, last episode, the one about feminism, the one about, um, yeah, the problems I see with modern feminism. I'm actually uh, surprised by the retention that it got. Everyone was um, actually quite happy. Most of the people were quite happy with what I had to say. Um, very few people actually thought I was against feminism or something like that, which is good. That means, uh, hopefully that means many people listen to the podcast, which is great. I did get some people that called me a woman hater. I'm not sure if that's, if those people were trolling or not, but, uh, whatever. I, it went pretty well. I'm quite happy with that. Um, just a disclaimer, I do not hate women. I actually like them very much. Um, I am straight, so I do like them quite a lot. Yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, that sort of addresses most of the problems that came from last um, podcast episode. Uh, I'd just quickly like to say that uh, this Sunday we're going to have a bonus episode right before the um, Super Bowl. going to have a sort of pre-Super Bowl discussion and... If you're tired of hearing my voice, you'll be happy because we have a few special guests that are going to be on and talk about the Super Bowl. It may be an hour-long episode, and if it is, I'll split it into two parts so uh, you can listen to them in bite-sized um, episodes because I try and keep these um, podcast episodes between 20 and 30 minutes, so you can listen to them when you go to work or to school or whatever you do. Um yeah, that's sort of what I'm trying to do with the length of these episodes. Now, let's get into this episode. Um, you'll you'll see on Sunday what's going to happen. Um, yeah. So, first of all, we're going to do, I guess, a staple of the podcast now. Uh, the news segment, Jake Trapper has been doing really well. His approval ratings are amazing, um, which is cool. I'm going to invite him back on, and he's going to tell you guys what's going on in the world. Hey guys, this is Jake Trapper from Channel 26 News. Uh, let's get into the news of this week. So, British Parliament is rediscussing the Brexit plan, and Theresa May asks the EU for lenience. Huawei is being accused of helping China in espionage and a dam collapse in Brazil. This is Channel 26 News. So, first thing, um, British Parliament is rediscussing the Brexit deal because, of course, in Theresa May's government lost <laughs> quite badly the largest defeat that a British um, PM has ever had with any sort of deal. And they're trying to rediscuss before May 29th because May 29th is when the deal is set to take place. So that means when um, the... Uh, when England is supposed to leave the EU. So they're really pressed for time here. Next thing, Huawei, a uh, Chinese telecom company who makes phones, who makes Android phones, um, uh, is being accused of helping China with espionage. Uh, the US is accusing them of multiple things, most notably espionage um, against the US, and also bank fraud and stealing secrets from Apple and Samsung, among others. 
they're being accused in federal court in the U.S. at the Supreme Court, um, but they are denying the charges. The um, CFO of Huawei was arrested in Vancouver and is um, in, is risking being extradited to the U.S. for trial, um, but he also denies the allegations. Now, a mining company in Brazil had a dam collapse. Um, they're, they're called Vale. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. It's V-A-L-E. Their dam collapsed uh, just a few days ago, burying a few hundred people under a bunch of mud and slime in a dam, uh, in a mine. Um, and this this is their second big um, sort of accident they've had in three years, which really calls into question if their work is safe and if people should work for them or if they should be shut down or something like that. Um, and people are getting very mad because a lot of people have lost their loved ones to this accident. Now, um, four police officers were shot in Houston. They were trying to, uh, they had a warrant. They were acting on a warrant in a narcotics case. Um, narcotics cases, drugs, um, it was methamphetamine in this case. Four officers were shot trying to enter a house. Um, there were two suspects inside the house which were shot dead by the SWAT team that came as backup. Um, they were both announced dead on the scene. Now, in Pakistan, um, a woman that was accused of blasphemy in 2010 for insulting the Prophet Muhammad, um, she, she's Christian by the way, um, was let go in Pakistan since they're becoming more lenient with, um, with a religious freedom, which is pretty great. It's always nice to see places that are um, getting more religious freedom. Of course, since I'm a newscaster, I'm not supposed to give my opinion, but that that was it. Now, in Venezuela, um, uh, a man named Guido has proclaimed himself interim president, which annoyed Maduro quite a lot. But um, one thing that isn't really going too well for Maduro is everyone is supporting Guido, um, except Cuba, China, and Russia. They all support Maduro to keep the peace in Venezuela, they say. Um, the, the accusation coming from Guido and from all the other countries that back him is that Maduro staged the elections um, in 2017 and thus uh, isn't actually the president and he should step down. Um, this is really sort of creating tensions, but um, that's how it is. So that was where the news from Channel 26. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jake Trapper. It's me, Michael Klein, again. And we're going to talk about today's main topic. I foreshadowed it last time. Jake Trapper also foreshadowed it last time. Uh, there was recently a climate strike at my school. Um, well, not at my school, in Zurich, the place where I go to school. And many people from my school participated. And it was on a Friday morning, which means many kids were happy to get out of school and, um, yeah, voice their opinions about the climate. Now, if you think of when they tell you that it's a climate strike, you might be um, pleasantly surprised. Wow, um, children today are doing something for the environment. They're helping out uh, with stuff that's going on in the world right now. And, and while that may be true, um, one should always take a deeper look into what they're representing. Now, 
I, I was in a tram at the moment this happened and someone stuck up a poster on the tram as they were walking by and I took a look at it and at the beginning I was like okay they're protesting for the climate that's fine but then I kept reading and I was I got more and more horrified <laughs> well not horrified I was more and more concerned for the people that taking part in this climate strike um, and I was wondering if all of them were really if all of them really knew what they were representing. So first of all, the thing that stood uh, that was on that poster was down with the capitalist climate politics. Um, that's of course translated from German, so it doesn't have as much of a nice ring to it as it did in German. But that um, got me intrigued because um, Greens aren't usually known for being anti-capitalist. Um, they're, they're known for being more left, of course, but anti-capitalist is a step further. So I, I was, I was interested, well, what does it mean? So I looked, um, all the way at the bottom of the poster and there was a web address on it. It was a uh, climatestrike.com. So you can, you can type that into your browser as you're listening to this, if you want to, and uh, read along with me. Um, it'll take you to a webpage called globalclimateconvergence.org or something like that. Um, and then you can go on a tab called what we are calling for, and that's what we're, I'm going to be talking about today. So everyone understands what, if they took part in this pro protest, what they're protesting for. And I just like people to reconsider if they're actually for this, if they are, well then have fun protesting. And if they aren't, uh, please refrain from doing that. Even if you can skip school, uh, I think you really should, shouldn't um, be out in the streets demonstrating if you don't agree with what you're demonstrating for. Now, at the beginning, it's, it's a large web page that says, we're for the climate. We, we, want uh, we want international governments to declare a climate emergency all over the world, um, which sounds reasonable at the beginning because many people do think that it's an emergency that the climate is going downhill and we have to do something fast uh, that includes me i think we should really work on what we do um for the environment and such um especially there was recently a report that said if we don't have any significant changes in the next 12 years um things might not stop going downhill which wouldn't be too great for humans now um, then after you see this big message that they have, you, um, you go on what we are calling for and you see they want an emergency global green new deal, including, um, now there's a list of many demands and I'm going to go through most of them because I think it's important and I would hope that people listen to me and see that protesting for the climate isn't always as good as it sounds. Um, you really have to be aware of what you're, uh, marching on the streets with what you, what you're proclaiming, because that's what the politicians who see your, um, climate, uh, who see your demonstration are going to look at, because that's the website you provide on your posters and, um, on, I assume letters that they, that were sent to the councils and stuff like that. So that's what the politicians are going to be looking at 
and of course be considering because you're there are so many people out in the streets talking about it so the first thing they have is full employment with community-based small businesses worker co-ops and small farmers and government jobs now um this is an international thing that they're calling for so here in switzerland we already have full employment as the definition goes which is beneath three percent unemployment that counts as full employment um and this is traditionally a u.s based um uh, this is a u.s based sort of movement so i'm not actually sure what the numbers there are but i assume they're over three percent if they want full employment and that's sort of a good thing if they mean full employment in the traditional um definition of it because that's 3%. If they mean full employment, like 0% unemployment, um, that's a much bigger problem because I'm quite sure that that is impossible. I'm I'm quite sure that no one could ever do that. No government could ever do that. So it's just an, un it, if that is what they mean, it's an unrealistic goal. You can't employ everyone because there just aren't enough jobs to go around. If you try to, like, I'm, I'm, I think the USSR, the uh, Soviet Russia had... 100% employment um, in the 1940 in the 1950s, um, but of course that means many of the jobs are over, sort of overcompensated for, and many people are just not doing anything um, because there are too many people working on something. Now, yeah, that's one reason why full full employment isn't too great. Now, the next point that they have is 100% clean renewable energy by 2030. Um, international binding treaty for swift, deep cuts to carbon emissions. Wealthy, polluting nations pay for technology transfer and climate adaptation. Now, I'm not really sure what they mean, but of course they mean um, deep cuts to carbon emissions, which is great. Um, hey guys, I'm sitting here editing the podcast and I noticed my microphone dropped in quality because uh, I knocked the cable out by accident um, at this point in the podcast. So the rest is going to be in slightly worse quality. I'm really sorry about that. Um, hopefully you can deal with it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll make sure I don't do the same thing next podcast again. Yeah, I'm, I'm really sorry. Hopefully it doesn't happen again. There's 100% clean renewable energy by 2030. If they mean to say this all over the world, I yet again have to say this seems rather um, impossible to do this. Except, of course, if they think that atomic energy is green, which uh, I have to say, I think atomic energy is very good um, and it should be implemented more or less than, than the people that are saying we should leave it and so on because more people die per year from coal uh, factories, coal plants, than from, than people have ever died in nuclear, um, sort of nuclear power station problems. Now, uh, that's a totally different discussion, but if they don't include atomic energy in green energy, that's very hard to get 100% clean renewable energy by 2030. Renewable, uh, you can say atomic energy isn't really renewable, but if you say that isn't really renewable, then solar energy isn't renewable because the sun is going to die out in uh, 4 billion years. Yeah, that's uh, those are the nuances, but it's very hard to do that. But 
up till now, it's with the full employment and the 100% clean renewable energy by 2030, it's sort of okay. It, that's something you can protest for. That's something that could work um, within, of course, special uh, boundaries. Now, the next thing they talk about is universal free healthcare and education through college, affordable housing for all, and a moratorium on foreclosures. Now, this is where we start getting into problems. Universal free healthcare, um, that's also something that many people think is good. Uh, it's something that we have in Switzerland, something that is in Sweden, I think Sweden has that. Um, of course, that leads to taxes being higher because you're just paying through it. Uh, you're paying it with your taxes. Um, it's the difference between having the free health care, so to say, and um, a non-free health care is that you um, uh, you pay for it directly instead of paying for it through taxes. But if you pay for it through taxes, that means every that means everyone pays for each other sort of thing. It's more of a community thing. It's, of course, more of a socialist thing. Um, but that's, that's fine. That, um, makes sort of, sort of makes sense. Now, the problem is with universal free education through college. Frankly, I think that's, um, uh, not that smart. Uh, I live in a system where many people stop going to school after middle school, have an apprenticeship and have a stable job for the rest of their lives. For in Switzerland, only about 7% of um, people that go to primary school end up going to college, which may seem very low for people coming from the, uh, for people listening from the US or um, England or anything like that. But we have a system that works. And this sort of, uh, and one reason why colleges even exist is because they can make money. If all of the colleges were subsidized by the government, first of all, they wouldn't have enough money. And second of all, they would be pretty bad because they don't have enough money. So I think a universal free education through college is ill-advised. Um, educating people through college is unnecessary a lot of the time because um, you can easily become a, I don't know, a... Um, dentist in Switzerland, for example, uh, by doing an apprenticeship, you don't have to study, you don't have to do, um, you don't have to go to college, you have to do a specific, um, specific course, if you decide that that's what you want to do for the rest of your life. Um, college is just is something that's unnecessary. And I think universal free um, education is just sort of a buzzword that they threw in. So people would feel good about the deal. But it really isn't too great. Um, free health care and free school uh, sort of begs the question, where does all this money come from? Uh, you need to pay them somehow. And if it's free for everyone, then it would come out of the taxes, which would mean that everyone would get taxed more, which ultimately hurts the middle class. It always does. Um, raising taxes hurts the middle class. Um, but uh, fear not. They have a um, plan for where to get the money from. It's what they call economic democracy. I'm skipping over one right uh, over a thing right now because uh, I'm this these sort of tie together. 
They say, economic democracy, replace too big to fail banks with public banks, secure workers' rights, support for cooperative enterprise and fair trade, tax Wall Street and the rich, and third world and student debt. Now, um, these are um, a bunch of buzzwords that they're throwing around here. So too big to fail banks, replace too big to fail banks with public banks. Not sure what that means. Um, to If they're talking about like, for example, PNC Bank or Bank of America or UBS in Switzerland, if they want to replace those with public banks, um, no, no, that's, that's dumb. That's really dumb. I, that's, yeah, I have no idea why they say this, um, what the point of this is. Bank, banking is an incredibly large industry right now, and it's what drives many economies to become better. Banking really helps, um, helps out the economy. If you place them with public banks, well, public banks exist, um, everywhere, every place has a national bank, which is public if you can say that not really sure what they mean by public because no bank is really private if they mean publicly owned um then okay then so so state governments uh, state uh, government uh, banks it's also yeah private banks are of course here for the profit but they do what they do well they're professional and giving everything to the government to do um isn't going to result in a good society so um, replacing too big to fail banks with public banks is iffy. Um, it's not really too great. Now, the, but the big, big problem with economic democracies, first of all, that first of all, that term doesn't make sense. Economic democracy, uh, democracy has to do with voting and people having an equal voice in economy that you can't really have that. Um, so tax Wall Street and the rich. What? Tax Wall Street. You want to tax a street. I assume, I'm going to assume they mean tax the bankers. Now, um, many people accuse the rich for being greedy for wanting to keep their money, for not wanting to pay taxes and not give back to the community. But uh, I'd like to throw this out there. What's more greedy? Someone wanting to keep their own hard-earned money, like a banker, a bank CEO, or someone wanting to take that money and distribute it across the people. Who, who's more greedy? Someone, it's, it's of course this is, this is up to debate, but it's not as black and white as people think it is. Like, oh, they're greedy for wanting, not wanting to pay taxes. No, they want to keep their money, um, which is why many of them go to places with low taxes. Um, yeah, and I like to think that many of the people that support this don't understand why people, uh, why bank, banking CEOs and stuff like that earn so much money. And I'd like to tell them why. Um, people that work in banks, politicians, um, people like that, just CEOs in general, make so much money because of how stressful their job is. Everyone hates them because no matter what they do, it's never right. People will always disagree with what they do. Then the, it's the, the risk factor. They risk their job every single day because one mistake and a CEO is gone. The, the CEO doesn't exist anymore. Um, 
one mistake as a politician, political suicide. You have nothing else. You can't do anything else. That's why these people make so much money because of the risks that have to go with their job. And also they have to be working all the time. They're never at home and they, they always have to juggle incoming calls, people wanting to do deals with them. It's crazy. It's a hard job and that's what they earn to make that much money. Um, specifically for politicians, politicians should make a lot of money because otherwise they can be bribed. They should make a lot of money for that. But um, I digress. Let's get back to that. That's why I think taxing the rich isn't just just throwing taxing the rich out there. I mean, they are taxed. I don't, if they mean tax more, they that's that's all, yet again ill-advised. Just taxing the rich won't fix problems. I think it will create more than it will fix. Now, uh, then later they go on to mention political democracy, which, of course, is amazing. Uh, political democracy is great. People should um, be able to vote. Everyone should have a voice. Um, democracy is a, is a pretty good system. Like, um, pure democracy, maybe not. A representative democracy is great. That's where, that's where most Western countries are at right now. I think that system works very well. Um, now, uh, the next thing that I think is iffy is the demilitarization. They say cut at least 50% of military spending, bring up resources for social programs and infrastructure, foreign policy based on international law, human rights, and diplomacy, not the military-industrial complex. Um, I'd just like to throw a little bit of a fact out there. Um, most of the technological advances we've ever had have come from the military. And why can they make those? Because they get a lot of money. Now, I I see, like they say, decrease, if they would say decrease some military spending, but 50%, at least 50% of military spending, that's at least 50% into advancement. The military, of course, is necessary for defense of a country, and I'm not sure if these people are aware, but wars are um, sometimes necessary. It's no one wants them, but sometimes they're necessary to get rid of the Taliban, to get rid of ISIS, to get rid of, um, just, yeah, people like that. You need an army for that. And if someone decides to attack, you need an army to defend yourself. And if you cut all the military spending, there won't be an army. So I think, first of all, this is a stupid idea. And this point right here, demilitarization will make no single politician agree to this. No politician in their right mind would say, yes, let's cut 50% of military spending, at least. No politician would do that, so that's an, um, an automatic non-starter, and that's a reason why politicians would disagree with this. Now, something funny that I saw, um, so th those are like the big problems that I see with these. Um, the... The, uh, so to sum up a little bit, full employment could be iffy, um, economic democracy with the too, too big to fail banks, taxing Wall Street and the rich, ending debt. I'm not really sure what that means, but so it could be iffy. And then cutting military spending by at least 50%. Um, and then there are some good things like renewable energy. Their time frame might be a little strict. The political democracy... 
of course, that's great. Every we should have democracy. Yeah, the, those are sort of the big problem pros and cons of this, and I just want people to be aware of what they're voting for, so they understand uh, what they're doing. Now, the last thing that I wanted to talk about was their civil liberties. So they say restore the rights of free speech, protest, privacy, internet freedom, um, close Guantanamo, end tortures, pardon whistleblowers. Yeah. So I won't talk about Guantanamo whistleblowers because I don't really care. I'm going to talk about the restore rights of free speech, protest, privacy, and internet freedom. Now, I wrote an email to this website saying... Uh, detailing sort of what I'm saying right now, albeit in a more organized fashion. I'm sorry that I'm sort of rambling here, but this is, the, I feel like, the best way to get my ideas out. Um, and instead of writing an email back saying, okay, we we considered your request, uh, but we want to stay the same, which I was, hope, uh, I was assuming they were going to do, because they obviously put a lot of thought into this. They, they're calling for strikes everywhere, so they must have some sort of um, idea of what they're talking about. But instead of that, they said they uh, banned me from going on their website ever again, which which is sort of ironic since they say uh, restore rights of free speech, protest, uh, free speech and protest, because I was sort of protesting and I was utilizing my free speech. And I doubt that they that these people would like um, for people to call for the death of Jews, or well, no, that's that's a terrible example. Uh, that that should um, never mind. Forget that. Forget I said that. Uh, to call for um, an extremely for extremely right politics, um, so extreme capitalism stuff like that. If um, they say that they um, they want free speech, but I assume that they mean free speech only in what they're thinking. Um, also. When, if they, when they say democracy, the democracy of today has voted to have these to, uh, governments that we have and they want a change in the system or a change in how people go through this system and uh, but they want democracy. So it, it's sort of contradictory that they want democracy, but democracy votes against what they're saying, which is the reason why they have to protest. So uh, it, it's sort of sort of a bit hypocritical. Yeah, and with, with that, I want to close uh, the discussion about the climate strike. Um, sorry again for this bit of, it's a bit, uh, this, uh, this chaotic episode. Um, yeah, I seem to always ramble a little bit, but yeah, that's how I talk and that's how I think. So that's what you're going to get. Now, um, just a quick thing to Sunday. We're going to have this special episode. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl as it is the Sunday before the Super Bowl. Um, if anyone isn't aware of what's going on, it's the Rams against the Patriots. The Patriots are in, uh, uh, have been dominating the past few years. Tom Brady, their quarterback, is in his ninth Super Bowl, having won the past five of, uh, and the Patriots have won the past five out of the past eight, uh, have the Patriots have won five out of the past eight, and they're looking to do it again. And many, of course, many people are voting in their favor. Favor, but that's what we're going to discuss on Sunday. So, just to close this out, I'd like to say uh, thank you to Anchor for hosting me, for hosting my podcast. Uh, they're a great website if you want to make your own podcast. Um, 
use their website. It's it's amazing. Um, yeah, and I don't like the climate strike. I don't like what they're doing. It's sort of obvious. Thanks for listening, and I'll hopefully see you guys on Sunday and also next week.